I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify him! Crucify him! And that totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven. So that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. morning welcome to word and worship where we're going to be worshiping the lord with some beautiful uh, music uh, their videos that attach scripture to every song as well as that beautiful video uh, you can see the lyrics uh, clearly even on a, a mobile phone and then you'll be able to see the scripture down below uh, i did want to warn those on facebook and youtube that they will not let me play that music even though I have a license. So we will be doing that uh, on Rumble. So if you're listening on Facebook or Rumble after I do a small teaching, we'll have to drop uh, Facebook and YouTube and move over to Rumble. Um, so, but well, I wanted to start with the teaching so that everyone can uh, understand where we are because a lot of people on Facebook, they took out 48,000 followers, they took 110,000 subscribers out on YouTube and some people still haven't been able to find me. So uh, we're just doing that at the front of the show to let you guys know where we are. Uh, so we're at an, a platform that can't be censored. We're also live on, on X or, or Twitter as well as CloudHub. But the, the, the chats I can see, um, ask questions as we go through the teaching, etc. Uh, via chat, via Rumble chat. Go to the live chat on Rumble or come backstage here. Remember backstage uh, is now a pay forward model so you can come on we don't want finances to keep anyone from want to be backstage with all these beautiful patriots i interview on tuesdays and wednesdays we got i think 
Wando Sapp and coming on, Clay Clark coming on. You can be backstage on Zoom with them. <laughs> uh, a guest every every uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Sometimes we bring special guests on Mondays and Thursdays as well. You can be backstage when Gus and I teach, and you can uh, on Fridays, and well as backstage with me right now. You could actually be uh, backstage right now with us, uh, worshiping uh, with uh, original sound music uh, by just going to blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com. I think you guys will love that. So uh, again, just go to blessedteach.com, hit the backstage tab. All the show notes and notes, I, everything uh, I give out four times a week to you for free as well. You just go to blessedteach.com and sign up at the, on the front page. It's where everything is. Go to blessedteach.com because that is where you will find also the beautiful um, yeah, Impactor for Truth course, which many people need um, to really understand what their calling is, how to hear better from God. Uh, more importantly, is just to bond with your friends and family. The, the, the deep state has done everything to separate us, and we want to uh, get a, a bond of peace and a spirit of unity back into families, back into your friendships. That's all uh, Impactor for Truth course does. Again, all this is at blessedteach.com. And then also, we are all communing. You should be isolated at this point in time. So what we're, we're, we're actually uh, getting together on a Facebook-type platform. It's a Facebook replacement called neighborhood.social. So truth.social is kind of like the Twitter replacement. But when you look at uh, uh, neighborhood.social, um, it is the replacement for Facebook, right? Where you can have uh, Christian patriots coming together to really share. You can chat with each other there. You can chat with me. I, I'm going to be posting videos there pretty regularly as well, little three-minute clips of what I'm doing during my week, uh, preparing for lessons and uh, out with the dogs, all that type of stuff. Uh, so we'd love for you to come to the neighborhood.social, which you can download on your phone, by the way, both on both on uh, your Android or Apple. Just go to the store, the App Store, right, for either of those. and type in search neighborhood.social and you can also just go to the URL on your computer and type neighborhood.social all that stuff all the links to that can be found in one place so please if you haven't uh, checked it out yet go to go to blessedteach.com blessed with the number two teach.com that's also where you find all these patriot companies and natural solutions and all that type of stuff uh, in the store there uh, so I'm really proud of what the team's done with the uh, blessedteach.com site and uh, really leading you to the free show notes to backstage to the impactor for truth course in the training tab and then also uh, the neighborhood where we're all coming together and making sure that you are spending time with, with uh, people of like mind right so let me lift this up and then we'll get into the teaching of hebrews chapter three and uh, the importance of hebrews is it really tells us what the difference between going from the Old Testament with blood sacrifices of cows and goats, etc., right, to the blood sacrifice of Christ once and for all. And what's that really mean? And why? And why is Jesus so much more important? And who is Jesus compared to the great patriots like such as Moses? And we're going to be talking about Jesus being greater than Moses today, okay? So we'll be digging into that uh, Hebrews chapter 3 in just a second. Let me lift this up to prayer. Um, it's, just, it's, so, it's such a pleasure, by the way, to see people from all over the world come in to worship with us. Um, and that from Sweden, we got uh, Elizabeth that comes on from Australia. We've got uh, Di that comes on from England uh, almost almost every Monday and Thursday when we do praise and prayer. And then we do word and worship on Friday and also here on Sunday morning. Everything's at 5 o'clock, Monday through Thursday. And then on uh, Monday through Friday, I'm sorry. And then on uh, uh, Sunday 
we actually start worshiping at uh, uh, 10 a.m. CST. Uh, and so thanks for joining us here. Let's lift this up and get into Hebrews chapter 3, and then we'll get into some awesome worship music, okay? I see both both uh, Australia and uh, Sweden are, are, are online. I love it. Thank you, Annette. And, um, and uh, I'll just zoom over to this real quick. Let's see. There we go. Oops. I haven't talked yet, so I can't, so, but you can see Elizabeth and Anna and, and there. Thank you so much for being here, you too. Uh, you guys are the, the faithful international worshipers. I just love it. <laughs> I, I just, and they, they love this music like I do. I mean, I, I will be in tears when, when the videographer comes out with a new video that just allows us to be in the presence of God and worship Him. And I, just, I just love it. <laughs> And it's a big, it's a big pleasure <laughs> to be able to do this every, uh, you know, four nights a week, um, Monday and Thursday after the show for praise and prayer, and then word and worship on Friday when I teach with Gus at 5 p.m., and then uh, this Sunday morning um, where we do that four times a week with this beautiful music. And sometimes we sneak music in on Tuesdays and Thursdays too. <laughs> so, so join us here if you love worship music. Join us here if you love sound biblical teaching. And really, the whole thing is about equipping. Christian patriots with truth because there's a lot of misinformation and I got into this because of the massive mockingbird media lying to us every day and now this is a place to get truth both in news during the show as well as uh, worship him and praise him pray to him and uh, really lift you guys up too. Um, praise and prayer we allow you bring your specific prayer request to us you can put those on the neighborhood on the wall neighborhood.social but we also want to lift you up Let's lift this up to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this privilege. It is such a privilege. And uh, we just want to spend this next 90 minutes or so learning your word as much as possible, even the words that are mapped to these beautiful worship songs. Thank you for your word of God. Thank you for Jesus coming down as the word in flesh. And uh, Lord, just teach us more about who he is as we study today in the book of Hebrews. Thank you for the book of Hebrews. Thank you for the book of Daniel and book of Revelation that we finished. And uh, thank you for the feast that we're in the middle of right now, the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. And um, to remind us of the tabernacle, temporary tabernacle we're in now as we celebrate with temporary tabernacles these next uh, seven days. We're in the midst of it and a couple days into it. Uh, Lord, just thank you for the Feast of Tabernacles and know that that's gonna be a forever feast. And eventually we're gonna be with all nations celebrating with a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem with you. What a huge privilege that is as well. And we love you, Lord, and we just submit this time to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, with that, uh, I'm going to get into a short teaching before we worship. And I apologize again to the Facebook and YouTube people. I just want to get this initial teaching in. Uh, but I can't play any music. If I play any music, Facebook marks it even, and they won't accept the normal Christian licenses for church. It's called CCLI. We have a streaming plus license and we have a copyright license. So we're, we're legal to play this, but on those private, what I call cabal platforms, they don't let us do it. Um, and they get, give us strikes and they take out all, all, our, all our subscribers. So come to Rumble. Again, it's just search blessed to teach, blessed with the number two teach. And uh, you'll find us on Rumble. Um, all right, just go to rumble.com. Make sure you create an account there because if, if you don't create an account and like this video, then it, it doesn't even show uh, you up as an accounted user, right? So just, just one-time activity to create a Rumble account just like in YouTube like you did when you first started YouTube. And then from then on, just make sure you're subscribed and you'll get the notifications um, six days a week as we go live here on Rumble, okay? All right, let's dig into this teaching. What we're going to be talking about now 
is the beautiful scripture of that's the wrong one let's see that that's a, that's a that's the, that is the wrong one there we go here it is there's music and me and <laughs> now just flip over to hebrews there we go hebrews chapter three is what we're going to be teaching on today all right let's read through this whole scripture first and then we'll come back and analyze it a little bit more all right so this is um again we're the author of Hebrews, some people think it's Paul, some people think it's a group of apostles. There's not a there's not a real good consensus on who wrote this chapter, unlike the other ones where they're very well identified, right? Like for instance, the book of John, you know, it says, uh, and uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, even we know that Acts was, was Luke, and um, we get into Romans and all the epistles, and we know that's Paul. And, uh, but this is one that is, but it's, it's, it's such deep thinking and, and very clearly tells us, again, that why we're in the new covenant and what the new sacrifice really means, the once and for all sacrifice of Christ. So let's dig into this right now. Jesus is greater than Moses, therefore holy brothers. Now remember, therefore is because of what we taught on Thursday night. And uh, if you go to chapter two, I'm just gonna go there real quick. That's probably smart to just to go to Hebrews. By the way, what I do in my URL, I just go Hebrews uh, 2, for instance, and I go ESV, and then I go Gateway. Gateway is what I use uh, to, to display this to you guys. And this is what we went over um, last time. Again, it was talking about the warning against neglecting this salvation, this new salvation. Um, that's not of the law, but is of grace by faith, right? That we talk about in, in, in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And, it's, and the founder of our salvation is Jesus. And he actually came as a temporary vessel. We're talking about the dwelling place, just like we were teaching on Friday night. Um, if you missed that, we taught on the, the Feast of Tabernacles and the Feast of Booths, right? Which is all called Sukkot. It's a temporary shelters. And so the founder of our salvation literally came down here. That's, that's God himself, God with us. That's what Emmanuel means. He came down in a temporary shelter of his body, right? And he, then he, he literally saw the temptation that we felt the temptation that we so that he can be the perfect sacrifice that's what all chapter two was about and and obviously then this gets into therefore because he died for us because we don't want to ignore this this salvation message um therefore holy brothers you who share in the heavenly calling and that's you as long as you've accepted jesus christ as your savior right consider jesus the apostles and and high priest of our confession who is faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus had been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to these things to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, and we are his house, if indeed we hold fast to our confidence and our boasting in our hope. This is Christ right here, which in, obviously the New Testament is written in Greek, right? The Old Testament was primarily Hebrew with a little bit of Aramaic. But that Christ means Messiah. Messiah is, is the Hebrew, and now they're using the Greek Firm, uh, Christ, right? And so this is an important, uh, important um, word that they're using right here. Let's move forward. It says the rest for God's people, right? For the people of God. And this is the rest 
that God's talked about. I mean, he rested on the seventh day, right? So let's dig into this a little bit. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness. Remember, it should have been just a couple weeks. It took him 40 years because of the rebellion. Where your fathers put me to test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked I was provoked with the generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. It's a sad time to think about that. And this is a big warning to us now, today. What's the warning really talking about? Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. As it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. It's re-emphasizing that. Verse 16, for who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So unbelief, warning it's a big warning here you know this disobedience this uh, unbelief leads to the sin right and so we'll get a lot more in digging into hebrews chapter 3 and how it relates to some other scriptures here after we get into some worship music okay so with that i'm going to um, do a couple things um again i do apologize for those on youtube um yeah, yeah, it says, it says no, no wonder why three are watching. The Sabbath is Saturday, wake up, it is the corruption. People hope that change it to Sunday. Yeah, Julie, that's a, that, that is interesting. Um, what, what's, what's important, though, is that we don't have unbelief, right? We need to come to Christ. Uh, remember, when, that, when, they, when they did that on Sunday, they ended sacrifices. So there was a good part of that, <laughs> right? <laughs> they did take a, a pagan holiday and turn it into, uh, you know, Christmas as an example, and turn it into Christmas versus the pagan holiday. But they stopped, they ended sacrifices to, of people, right? So there was, there was uh, some good things about that. And uh, what, what the most important thing is, is that uh, it, although I celebrate my rest period on Saturday, um, it's, not, it, it's not that important what day it is as much as it is, do you have Christ as your savior, right? That's the, that's the most important thing by far and we're gonna we're gonna stop uh, right now um, going live here on Facebook and uh, rumble and, and I appreciate you those to be a little patient on um, the other platforms as I do this because this is the only way I can get YouTube and Facebook people to understand where we are since the cabal want, does not want you to hear what I'm, I'm teaching <laughs> they do not want you to worship can you believe that that's the scary part that's really that's really really sad so I'm editing this event and uh, uh, by YouTube and, and Facebook, again, come to Rumble, rumble.com. That's where we are six days a week. Love y'all. All right, so we are here uh, alone on uh, Rumble. I think it's on CloudHub as well as, as Twitter. But again, if you want to be able to chat and talk with me, I can only see that on 
Rumble Rants. I'm gonna put this over here. All right, here we go. Let's start getting into this. Okay, I can see the participants. Thank you so much for being backstage. We just love it. And I can also see people uh, chatting on uh, on Rumble Rants. Remember, go to live chat if you want to um, express your worship and uh, you know give us some praise reports, anything, questions about what we're teaching, all that type of stuff. We can uh, you can see on uh, Rumble.com. Remember, and you go to live chat. Even if you're watching this on the TV or something, um, you can go to your phone if you're watching this live and go to live chat on Rumble. So get it on your phone because we'd love to hear from you and have this interactive as we get into the teaching more. Um, but with that, we're gonna we're gonna start worshiping. Okay, let's do that now. Oh, there's Charlotte as well, another another awesome worshiper. Uh, so we have U.S. Uh, camera. We have people from cameras on from the U.S., Australia, and Sweden. Let's worship to this amazing grace here. And uh, with this, uh, why don't we start with Elizabeth? Do you mind reading this one? Oh, I'd love to. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> Actually, ooh, <laughs> amazing grace. I once was lost, a wretch, blind, now found, and I can see. And you were dead in trespasses, sins in which you once walked. Ephesians 2, 1 to 2. We have seen his glory, glory as of his only son, full of grace and truth. John 1. 14. The hour I first believed, by grace my fears relieved. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Amen. He sure does that. Psalm 34. Oh, God, my Savior, ransom me. Been set free and like a flood, his mercy reigns with an unending love. Knowing that you were ransomed from your futile ways with the precious blood of Christ. 1 Peter 1, 18-19. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Lamentations 3.22 to 23. His word my hope secures. He will be my shield as long as life endures. He promised good to me and he sure does. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Proverbs 35. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. My chains are gone. But now I see T'was grace that taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did that grace I first believe my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, 
those promises, but patient towards you. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope secures. He will my shield and As long as life endures My chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior Has ransomed me And like a flood His mercy Obviously, a beautiful video as well. Now we're going to get into the heart of worship. So, Annette, would you mind reading this one? Of course. I love it. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark 8:35b. Worship the Father in spirit and truth. John 4:23b. You search much deeper. You're looking into my heart. How things appear. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. 1 Samuel 2:12-24a. Let your heart therefore be holy, true to the Lord our God. 1 King 8:61a. King of endless worth, how much you deserve. All I have is yours. The Lord reigns forever, your God for all generations. Psalm 146:10 NIV. He is the anointed 
atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of the whole world. First John 2, 2, and I Beautiful. Thank you, Dan. All the way from Sweden, Australia. See the heart of worship now. When the music fades, all is stripped away. And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus King of endless world How much you deserve Though I'm weak and poor All I have is yours Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart yeah. I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you it's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm coming back to the heart of worship Cause it's all about you It's all about you I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. Yeah, it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses. When I'm weak, I'm strong. He's atoning sacrifice for our sins, also for the sins of the whole world. Thank you, Lord. Oh
song before we get back to some teaching and uh, would you mind reading this uh, Charlotte this is a kind of a fun song that we're gonna get into okie dokie Noah built a boat sitting in the sand told everybody everybody said man you've lost your mind this time that thing ain't never gonna float make yourself an ark of gopher wood make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch Genesis 6.14 So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope, for nothing will be impossible with God, Luke 1.37 When God opens the door, He will lead you through. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. Revelations 3.8 So take every chance you get and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians 6.9 Beautiful. So this is getting into more of a fun song to think about the, what everybody thought about Noah building this boat for 120 years. <laughs> People gonna tell you you're crazy fool. Dreams are something you wake up from and not pursue. When God opens the door. He'll lead you through So take that leap of faith Or you regret what you didn't do Remember, Noah built a boat Sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said Man, you've lost your mind this time That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy Maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope Wasn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat It won't be easy And that's a cold hard fact It can spin you around Flip you upside down Leave you flat on your back when you think you can Just hold your head up high Until it rains for 40 days and 40 nights Remember Noah built a boat Sitting in the 
a boat sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to videographer huh? and uh, giraffe's gonna remind us of something here mm -hmm. and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up Galatians 6 9 mm. all right you can see how talented the videographer is <laughs> pulling together uh, fun songs as well as songs that go get into uh, uh, just, just really uh, looking at what people thought of Noah. And they talked about him building that boat for uh, many, many years, right? And supposedly, many people think it wasn't even able. It wasn't. Even, there wasn't even such thing as a rain. It was uh, the, everything was watered from in, like, like the Garden of Eden from underneath. And so or he's saying it's going to rain. You guys, need, you guys need to come in for salvation. And uh, they thought he was crazy. <laughs> But when it started raining for 40 days and 40 nights, they believed then, right? So uh, sometimes we have to just uh, hold fast to what we know is true. And uh, I, we can apply that to today uh, you know, pretty well when we look at the uh, attacks on our liberties and attacks on our ability to even worship, such as you know, YouTube and Facebook not even letting us play our own uh, music that we have licenses to. And then you look at uh, the division that they're trying to create with us, right? And we know that God is a, is a God of justice and that, uh, and that things are starting to change. We're seeing the, the Great Awakening right before our eyes, right? And um, so we know this temporary dwelling we're in, um, we're going to one day have uh, this future dwelling and in the Holy of Holies, face to face with the Lord. But also, I believe He's going to do something amazing on this earth, um, as many scriptures we've been pointing to over the last three or four months as we've studied. Uh, in Daniel and um, looking at a whole end times and uh, seeing that what about Psalm 2 8 and 9 that talks about taking possession of all the nations and ends of the earth being your possession and uh, what about us breaking them with an iron rod what about it, us being a church without blemish getting ready as a bride um, what about Isaiah 61 where Jesus stopped and didn't talk about the vengeance of the Lord yet and then he talks about the oil of gladness and the beauty for ashes and all that stuff right what about all those scriptures uh, so I really believe um, as you listen to the prophets that we study a lot on the show and we play so we do a lot of news but then we move into prophetic reviews of Julie Green and Amanda Grace um, some of the words that I've been getting and, and letting people know that um, God wants to speak to you it's not just people that are in the office of the prophet he wants to speak to you for your path directly so that's why we have that blog on the neighborhood.social there but point being guys is, is what we're hearing is that there's best is yet to come and that does not mean that we're gonna that means that uh, based on what the prophets are saying and those other scriptures I mentioned and many others then we are going to be going into uh, an amazing time period so people say what a time to be alive to see a, 
thousand year old cabal, or especially the last couple hundred years in America, right? That's been designed Satan, Satan in his to, to, to infiltrate us through the secret societies, to give us no chance of of, uh, of ability to even spread the word of the Lord as an example, right? Where the, the the great deceivers there, we're seeing we're seeing them capture Hollywood and capture all seven mountains of cultural influence. What's that mean? Well. Guess what, guys? I really believe that based on what the prophets are saying, based on what these scriptures say, that we are going to have uh, an amazing time if we just hold fast to our faith, right? When we will be used as his remnant, where the glory will flow through us to him, all right? I mean, it will flow through us to the world. And so that's why I really encourage you to go look at my blog and my story on neighborhood.social, which shows uh, what Nathan French did and uh, how his ministry just exploded. Why? Because he's just listening to the Lord. And the Lord's speaking to him nearly every day as he just expects to hear from him and goes to him. And then I, I give my specific technique about what, what I started doing on my way to Israel, or when I got to Israel actually, after reading Nathan French's book. And that book is called, It's Not Meant to Be a Secret. God Wants to Speak to You. So right now in this amazing time we're about to go into, to get to the best is yet to come, the body of Christ needs to align with the head Jesus. And that means that we just need to really start listening to God like we've never been before. And there's easy ways to do that. One is what you're doing right now, learning the Word of God, as well as worshiping and praising Him. Another part of it is being in His Word and learning it yourself, even the Bible memory app that I talk about all the time, you can download on your phone. And then lastly, and probably most importantly, is spending a long time with Him, expecting Him to actually speak to you. And that whole technique is on my blog, uh, and on the neighborhood.social. You can also get Nathan's book. It's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. That's what time we're going into, I really believe. But let's dig in a little bit into what it really means and who Jesus was and that why he was greater than Moses and in this scripture. Let's dig in a little bit deeper, okay? And so it says, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. So there's that first two verses, which you can really unpack, and there's a lot there, right? First of all, apostle. You know, we talk about apostles a lot, and there's different types of meanings of apostle, but it's the most basic form. It's just one who was sent, right? So in the basic form, yeah, Jesus was an apostle. You're an apostle from that perspective, right? This, this, uh, and so that's why we're supposed to go make disciples of all nations, right? Baptize and and make disciples and uh, but we can see um, and this comes back to God coming down in flesh as the word and in a temporary dwelling and I'm going to emphasize the dwelling because we're in the midst of the feast of booths the feast of a temporary dwelling where people build their temporary dwellings for a week and spend that all that time outside remembering what happened in the desert right and this chapter kind of points to that quite a bit so it's a great time to be teaching um, Hebrews 3, as we're celebrating the seven-day period of the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles, often called Sukkot, right? Sukkot. And uh, and those Sukkots are built, are these temporary shelters, right? So I think I told you guys, if you want to celebrate that with me, um, it's not too late. It's still, we're only in the, what, started Friday night, so Saturday night, we're, you know, one day and a half into it. So you can uh, just spend out, spend time outside with your family spend outside time with your dog or your cat or whatever <laughs> or your pet rock if it has to be but just spend some time outside 
enjoying this uh, some type of temporary shelter, right? I just I just put lights up around. In fact, I'll put a video on neighborhood.social here showing showing my. I just put lights around my my patio, um, my outdoor back back patio, right? And ideally, it probably should be in the front because you're supposed to be inviting strangers and everything to come and celebrate with you, right? And then we I have pumpkins and plants and flowers and and uh, candles and um, we're just enjoying it and uh, uh, the family outside for these next seven days and so you can start that now with us uh, that would be celebrating Sukkot but when we look at Jesus as a, an apostle which which again in its most basic sense just means one who was sent and uh, you can see that, that that definitely applies to Christ as well Luke 4 18 it says and this is Jesus's red red words right the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed right so it says right here he has sent me he has sent me so the father sent the son to come down here as flesh right and that's uh, and it's not just one scripture i like to always uh, to just prove this point more from multiple scriptures, right? That's what we do when we're studying the word, examining the scriptures like the Bereans did in Acts 17 and 11. They were more of noble character because they studied the scriptures every day. They were more noble characters than those of Thessalonica, the Berean Jews. So I said, always be a, 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 be a Berean, right? Search the scriptures every day to see if what I say is true, what, what, what you're hearing from other people is true. You search the scriptures. Here's Luke 9, 48. It says, and said to them, this is Jesus saying, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me, for he who is least among you all is the one who is great. So again, clearly, Jesus was sent by the Father, right, for, for probably the most important mission ever, right? <laughs> it's our salvation, right? And then you'll see it again in Luke 10, 16, where it says, the one who hears you hears me the one who rejects you rejects me the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me so clearly if you're sent and jesus was sent by the father right and now what does the holy spirit and the father and son and the holy spirit do do to us he sends us so in the basic sense we're all apostles right from that perspective then you go look in the book of John, you'll see even more examples of that. Here's John 3, 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So again, this is right after John 3, 16, the famous, the famous uh, scripture that many people have memorized, right? But it says, for God did not send, oops, sorry, did not send his son. He was sent. His son was sent by the Father, very clearly, right? So uh, a lot of people get confused by that. I thought the 12 apostles were 12 apostles. There were only the 12 apostles. There's never any other apostles. Well, in the basic sense, um, that's just not right at all. And that's a, the same people that are teaching incorrect theology about the Holy Spirit was only active in the early church and it's not active now. We've got to be really careful. God does not change. That spirit is active. And so here's John 6, 57 saying this, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me will also live because of me. So obviously the Father sent Jesus. He was an apostle to us. So that's why we go back to this Hebrew word where it says that consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. It was faithful to him who appointed him. That's it. So obviously those that who appointed him was the Father. The Father appointed him as an apostle to come and tell us the truth. 
but it even goes bigger than that, right? Because he becomes our high priest. High priest forever with a once and for all at sacrifice. How beautiful is that? So for Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. And this is a big deal for those who just uh, talked about, you know, Moses being such a huge, huge figure in the faith. Abraham, we are fathers of Abraham, right? And they looked at Moses as the biggest example. So to say that Jesus was kind of more worthy of glory than Moses for an average person that was a Jewish person that back then, especially Pharisees and Sadducees, would take great offense to that. But this is teaching a truth that we need to, this is why we're, he, he, the author of Hebrews is really trying to make a point. The guys, the old covenant is gone. Okay, we're in the new covenant, new promise. Covenant means promise, right? We're in the new promise era. Don't, and that's why the, the whole last last chapter that we looked at, see if I can find that real quick. There, uh, I, I was looking for Hebrews 2. It looks like I closed it down. That was silly. Uh, but basically, don't deny the author. He's the author of our salvation. He's the very author of our salvation. Let's not, let's not miss that. So Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. As much more glory as a builder of a house, more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. So if we just look at these two verses here a little bit, and uh, we know it, it basically tells us that Jesus was involved in creation. There's a, and I can do a whole teaching on that. It's extremely clear that he was involved. But we can just look back at the first uh, chapter that we studied a few um, uh, days ago. And then you go back to Hebrews 1. 2 to 3 says, But in these last days he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. You'll see this in 1 Corinthians. You'll see this all over the place. Jesus was there at creation. So he's all the people who try to just diminish Jesus down to a great teacher only has not read scripture. I mean, Jesus actually claimed to be God by accepting worship, by forgiving sins, by saying before Abraham, I am. That is claiming to be the great I am of Exodus 3.14, where God said, I am who I am. Go tell the people of Israel, I am has sent me. And then Jesus says before Abraham, I am. So again, he was there at creation, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, he's the first cause. He's always existed. That's the very definition of eternal and the first cause. And God is like nobody else, and there will never be anyone like him because he's the only one that's always existed. We couldn't be here right now if there wasn't somebody, something that already existed and, and then created something out of his words, right? Because nothing can create itself. God's always existed. That Some people get hung up on that. Where did God come from? He didn't come from anywhere. He's always existed. There's no logical problem with that. There's a logical problem with saying something created itself. But there's not a logical problem to say God's always existed. That's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They've always existed. They were the first cause that created everything. And here's Jesus, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. That's how powerful his words are. The word is Jesus. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I mean, so you just can't deny that scripture's teaching that God came in here in flesh and that he was also, that person that was here in flesh, Jesus, was also there, was there at the creation of the world. Just like the spirit was over, God spoke it into the existence and it's all over the place that this Trinitarian God, 
is the true God. And the first commandment is, thou shalt have no other God before me. That's why I always talk about, make sure you have the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel. Right? Those are those. That's where I think we need to unify around. There's all these different denominations and all these different thoughts and, and, and everybody arguing over all these things. But as long as we can cement on the three big things, we can unify around that. We've got to teach against people that are teaching the wrong God, obviously, right? If you have the wrong God, you have the wrong Jesus. If you have the wrong Jesus, you have the wrong God. And if you have the wrong Jesus and the wrong God, you can't have the right gospel because the gospel is all about that's who saves you. He's the only one who can save you. He's the only one that can have a once and for all sacrifice. So it becomes really clear that this is the creator of the world. Woo! Is that just not cool, though, just to know that that you have the Holy Spirit inside you as you accept Christ? blood of Christ is covering you when the great white throne judgment that we just taught on in Revelation happens the, 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 the judge is going to see what? The perfect life of Christ not Rick thank goodness that is why <laughs> Yeah, Charlotte's going not me either right? it's like yes it's like a beautiful thing to be able to just understand uh, that's salvation that is like mercy that is grace woo now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to these things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are in his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and boasting in our hope. Woo. And so we know that Jesus said that my father has prepared a place for you, right? And so we have this heavenly house that we get to look forward to as we live in this temporary house, our bodies right now. And uh, as we get into verse six a little bit, uh, six a little bit, I talked about this already. Is that this word Christ is the first time it's used here in in, in Hebrews? It's talking about Messiah, the Messiah, the very Messiah, right? Because that's just the Greek form of Messiah. Um, and then it gets into the rest, the people for God. And this is a real big warning. Do not let unbelief get into your heart. Because unbelief leads to massive sin. All right, that's what this whole section is about. And it's really important. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. And remember that rebellion is clearly talking about what happened when Caleb and, and, and again, it will take a couple weeks to get from the Red Sea to the Promised Land, right? And so what should have happened weeks ended up taking 40 years. And why did that happen? Because of the rebellion. What was the rebellion? Well, you know, both Joshua and Caleb went with other 10 spies to go see the land that God was going to give them. And they saw giants. Now they brought back, all. remember, they brought back all those beautiful fruits and these giant things just showing it was the land of milk and honey. It was the promised land. They were going to go right into it. And uh, you would think that if they could take out, if God was going to take out the most powerful force in all of uh, the earth at that time, which was Pharaoh and his huge army and chariots and horses, and he could take a bunch of slaves and rescue them, and they see it, and they see the Red Sea part, they walk through it, they come to the other side, they see the Egyptians drowned in the sea, they see water coming out of a rock. <laughs> they see a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. You would think that was enough to have faith. But the rebellion happened instead, right? And so I don't have time to go back to all those scriptures. Um, 
and we'll, we, we will do that at a later time. But what we what we see here is the applying it to, to you today. We and me today, right? How do we apply that? We got to be really careful that unbelief does not come to our heart. So just think about that. They saw with their own eyes the pillar of fire at night, the pillar of cloud. They see water coming out of a rock. Their sandals weren't wearing out, right? For 40 years, their sandals didn't wear out, right? You see the, eventually the manna coming from heaven, right? You see it uh, be, being uh, preserved for two days on uh, Saturday, I mean, Friday and Saturday, right? And then, but if you tried to keep it on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, it would it'd go bad. And it's being actually preserved indefinitely in the Ark of the Covenant for us. Part of that's what we're going to find when we find the Ark of the Covenant is going to have banana in there, right? Those are miraculous things. You see all that, but yet the spies come back and fear got into 10 of those spies. And a unbelief, a lack of unbelief. You don't think God can take out a few giants when he took out the whole army of Pharaoh? Are you kidding me? But that's what happened, and the, the rebellion was so bad, that unbelief got in their heart so bad, when Caleb was to say, don't sin against God. We can do this because we have the Lord God Almighty on our side, and he's giving us this promised land. That's why he took us out of Egypt. And when Caleb did that, what did they do? They literally were going to stone him and kill him. Okay, that's how bad this rebellion was. And then you see the rebellion of Korah and the rebellion when after Moses came back with the forty, the forty tap. I mean, the, the the Ten Commandments, right? And after being gone forty days, you see all this continuous rebellion. So the whole point that the the Lord really wants to get get here is do not, do not let unbelief grow in your heart. And um, this gets into some pretty deep subjects on. Assurance of salvation, or can you lose your salvation after you've been saved? Right. So I wanted to address that next. I think it's a fun teaching. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, I think I told you in the past that I loved one of my favorite things I did at my my church uh, when I was involved in the mega church, and I was involved in uh, um, in teaching quite a bit. I used to teach worldview classes because uh, I became kind of an expert in. In, against the cults and um, against all other teachings and I have full teachings on that and I used to love to teach that but my favorite part and I used to teach all the kids in uh, basketball and soccer and we'd teach them scriptures and memorization through music it was this beautiful time uh, with with my kids um, growing up I mean them growing up and be able to pour into other kids but my favorite class was a new believers class it, uh, bring in I mean the people in their 70s and and people in their 60s and couples coming in and the first and they were brand new believers and you know just that first love you could see it in them and to be able to teach them the assurance of salvation was one of the lessons that we used to teach right and so i'm gonna i'm gonna pour into that a little bit right now because that's an important important thing but the most important thing is make sure that that unbelief does not grow in your heart Right, uh, as the rebellion did. They saw everything. They believed in God as they walked across the Red Sea. They believed in God when they saw the Egyptians drown. They believed in when they were drinking the water out of the rock. They believed when they looked up at the serpent and the pole and all, all the snakes went away and all the disease went away. And so they saw and they seen the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. I mean, all that type of stuff. Yet, they didn't have enough faith to even go take on the promised land. Right? And so we can, in this point in time like this, the enemy's throwing out fear and fear and fear and fear, right? So let's apply this to today. It's, it's, it's really important. 
he the enemy's trying to say uh, take these shots because your immune system of God's not good enough right the the enemy's trying to, to say um, don't talk about your faith don't talk about election fraud don't talk about all these different topics no why be and, and when we are going to take everything away from you if you do not do this and so this is this is this is the fear similar to what the spies brought back this fear and and then it got to the people's heart the unbelief ended up where they literally wanted to kill the very people that God used eventually Caleb and and uh, and uh, Joshua it's like that's my son's name Josh <laughs> gotta remember that one Joshua and Caleb they were gonna they're gonna stone him the very people that God used to take over the promised land in the conquest the ones that marched around Jericho and the walls fell down they missed all that because of their unbelief and and we can miss God's glory flowing through us as a remnant if we let unbelief touch us, right? So that's why being in the Word, memorizing His Word, getting it into our heart, spending time alone with God right now is vital. And He is going to use us in this journey of the Great Awakening into the best is yet to come. Isn't that exciting? Let's rejoice in that. Let's rejoice in that. All right, so let's get a little bit into a couple more songs, then we'll come back and talk about the assurance of salvation and this risk of, uh, of unbelief, right? So we're going to dig into um, our very first song we developed <laughs> using the video and uh, tying scripture to this. And uh, if Annette wouldn't mind reading this, we're getting, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's Elizabeth's turn. Elizabeth from Australia, um, if you wouldn't mind talking about Mighty to Save. And the scripture associated with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. My God is mighty to save. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. Zephyrah 317a. He rose and he conquered the grave. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, and that he appeared to Zephyrah, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-6 Shine your light and let the whole world see. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before others. Matthew 5, 14-16 Yep, we certainly shine tonight. Girls, I'm Rick. <laughs> Bless you guys. Yes, so here we are. This is mighty to save. Let's dig in and just worship him. He rose and conquered the grave. He proved it by showing himself to 500 people. So we need to shine our light because he's mighty to save. Well, everyone needs compassion, a love that's never been. Let mercy fall on me But everyone needs forgiveness The kindness of the Savior The hope of nations He Savior He can move the mountain my God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. 
the very first uh, video we did. Just love that. This song is a deep worship song. Do it again. Annette, would you mind reading this? I always love to do this. You know it. <laughs> Knowing the battles won, great is your faithfulness. I see you do it again. Your steadfast love, O oh Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Psalm 36, 5. I know the night won't last, and your word will come to pass. I believe. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. John 8, 12a. You moved the mountains, you made a way where there was no way. For truly I say to you, if you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 17, 20b. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. And that's what we're going to do right now. Let's worship to this. He moves the mountains. He's going to do it again. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall but you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come Knowing the battle's won For you have never failed me still stands great is your faithfulness faithfulness still in your hands this is my confidence you've never
love, O Lord, extend to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. All right, we'll finish with that song you just saw sneak up there. There's your own video. <laughs> See, Teresa's here as well. Thank you, Teresa. Awesome. Um, so we're now going to get into this assurance of salvation out of this uh, Hebrews chapter 3. A very important topic, I think, because Again, if you just take pieces of the Bible, a lot of times um, in certain scriptures, you can teach one thing that um, is is not the full the, the fullness of the of, of the scripture, right? So a lot of times when we have 66 books and all these different authors, there's massive unity in everything, right? But again, if you take scripture out of context, you can teach almost anything, right? Because there's so much that God's given us in His what I call the B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, right? If you want these instructions, you need to be listening to the Word of God and reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God and putting that Word of God in your heart. Uh, but you got to take it in context and really look at uh, what, what does the fullness of the Scripture teach. And so let's dig in a little bit to chapter um, three here um, and starting in chapter 10 we were reading this therefore as the Holy Spirit says today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts as in a rebellion we talked all about the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to test and saw my works for 40 years do you want to put the fathers do you want to put him to the test probably not <laughs> probably not a good idea right therefore I was revoked with that generation and said that they always go astray in their heart they have not known my ways as i swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest now isn't that sad just to think about that and you know, the whole saying is you can take the slaves out of egypt but you can't take egypt out of the slaves right? they wanted to go back for their food and all this other type of stuff where they grumbled and stuff right and again unbelief unbelief is what caused most of this right I mean, really all of it so he's saying, take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. And that's fall away from the living God. People will take that and say, well, you can become a believer and truly be saved and you can fall away from that salvation. That's what some people are teaching. But again, that's taking scripture out of context and not looking at all the scripture that teaches around the area of salvation. Do you have assurance of salvation? Or can Satan come in and take them away from Jesus' hand, right? Those are that, That's a very important thing to, to dig into, I think. And um, 
what we're gonna, we're gonna dig into that as we, we study the rest of this. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Remember, he's a great deceiver, right? Now, I believe we're going into a time where the deceiver's been deceived. <laughs> he's the, he thought he could win and take us over and bring in um, the tribulation early and bring in, uh, and, and he's been deceived. But uh, we can be deceived easily, right? And we can also be, I believe, being deceived into thinking we were saved when we were not. We really didn't have it in our heart. I think that's where the, that unbelief can, can be hidden in there. And you, there's a lot of people that are walking around in churches today uh, that think there are, they are saved and they may not be, right? And that's what this warning is of this whole chapter. Right? It says, For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. Again, people will take this out of context, this whole section right here, and say, falling away, you need to hold it to the end. And then when we do need to hold our faith to the end, it talks about that in Scripture all over the place, right? To, to, to run the race with perseverance, right? The race that's been marked out for us. But there's a big difference between salvation and justification. And so we got to make sure we don't mix those up. Salvation being my initial, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in heaven. I'm in, the, I'm in the Lamb's book of life that we talked about in Revelation, right? Versus justification where after we're saved and we want to do good works for him, are we going to let everything strangle us and, and our walk's not going to be productive for him? We're not going to be used by him. We might be saved, but we not, aren't be used by him. So those are things to separate, to understand. And, uh, and, and one of the most important things uh, by far, obviously, is are you really in the Lamb's book of life or not? And if you fall away, you, you probably weren't ever in the Lamb's Book of Life, right? So make sure that doesn't happen. So let's dig into this a little bit more. As it said, today you hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as in a rebellion. That's the second time he said it in this chapter. This is a very important message that these authors are trying to get across to you and to us and to me, right? Is do not let that rebellion, that unbelief go into your heart. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not those who left Egypt, led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So this whole whole point is unbelief. So now the question is, do we have insurance of, of salvation or not? Can we lose it once we have actually accepted Christ? And uh, that's where we have to look at multiple scriptures, right? This is clearly saying we have to run to the end. We need to keep our faith, if you will. We need to keep keep um, uh, uh, you know our our works up. Remember, our works don't save us. It's it's 100% Jesus and 0% us. But when it comes to the rewards. Um, we will do good works because we love it and we want to and we and, and that Holy Spirit comes into us and we'll want to serve the Lord Right, so we need to go look at some other scriptures like here's John 10 27 through 29 it says my sheep hear my voice This is Jesus in red letters My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand so jesus said that twice so again you have to look at hebrews in these those scriptures in light of this jesus's own words 
Okay, and let's look at some other examples. Here's John 6, 39 through 40, where Jesus is speaking again in red letters. John 6, 39, here we go. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing, all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Does that sound like somebody who's going that that uh, Satan has the capability to take away from Jesus what he's been given? So again, you got to look at the totality of Scripture when we're teaching things, right? Here's Romans 8:35. Whoever shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Obviously not. And if you just take that and look at the whole chapter and look look down here on 35, it's God's everlasting God, right? Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, of course not. If you go down a little bit later, it says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Does that sound like after you've accepted him as your savior that Satan has the capability to take that away? I think that's just really important, again, that we we look at the totality of Scripture. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. The day of Jesus Christ. And uh, this one more is 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5, talks about born again to a living hope. Right? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So is God's power not strong enough to keep you from your past, present, and future sins. It's God's power is guarding that. You think Satan has the capability to take that away? No, those who fall away, guys, are the ones who never really believed. It's an important thing to understand. That's when you look at the totality of scripture, There's a, there are a, a few areas where you can move into and te- people will teach um, based on that small part of Hebrews and other parts, and they'll say, um, yes, you can use, lose your salvation. No, you can't. I just went over six scriptures right there, right? Um, when God, when Jesus has you in his hands, Satan can't take that away. And the power of God is looking at that. Nothing can take that away. Remember, when you come to Christ, 100% Jesus and 0% you, it's nothing to do with what you do, your works. 100% to do with your faith and what's in your heart. Okay, that's why Romans 10.9 says nothing about works. It says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that salvation is secure. Nothing can take you out of Jesus' hand 
at that point in time. Your salvation is secure. You are forgiven of your past, your present, and your future sins. Okay, some people struggle with that. If I go murder somebody, I'm still saved. I'm sorry, if you're saved, you're not gonna go do that on purpose, right? You might there might be a manslaughter type thing, but there's not gonna be a purposeful thing. And the people that move into that massive sin, they had unbelief. And so that never really went from their head to their heart. Remember, people could sit there and say, Jesus is my Lord. And, and Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is King in their head. And, but I always try to make everybody understand Jesus. Uh, even Satan knows that Jesus is King. Even even the demons know that Jesus is King. That's why they submit to Him. But they have not moved into their heart. He's my Savior. I believed God raised Him from the dead. Right? That is the difference. Once you've done that, you can have assurance of salvation. Don't be stressed. And then. When all this fear hits you, you're not going to do what the Israelites did in the, the desert, right? Where they fell into massive unbelief and turned into massive sin and wanted to stone Caleb. And right now, there's many people that believe they were Christians and they see what, what the media is doing just to call all of us Christian nationalists. They love God and they love their country. That is evil. Right, and, and uh, all of a sudden, they are wanting to stone us, people in the church, right? That's why we can't let that affect us. Don't let the unbelief grow in your heart to where you are ineffective, even if you already are saved. Satan will do everything he can to bring you into fear, to move you in to ability to not be used by God as a vessel. And that's the hope I want to give you right now. I want to, that's why I'm asking you to go to neighborhood.social. Right? If you go to neighborhood.social, put it on your phone or, or just go to that neighborhood.social. And search it out in the Play Store or the Google Store and go look at the blog. I'm going to go show it to you right now. I'll just show it to you right now. So it's, and, and again, I'm just going to a URL on my Safari or your, or your Chrome or whatever. And I just t- type in neighborhood.social. And it brings up the Christian Impactor platform right here. Pretty simple, right? And this is where we have groups where people are meeting um, off, off um, hours from, they're not in back, when it's not in backstage, they, they, they meet in Zoom to support each other. Where we actually have a vision for this ministry that this platform is going to be used to really help a ton of hurting people. So the, the heart of these groups that are gonna be uh, verified or just, uh, just supported by the, the ministry here, um, we're going to train and support them to really understand how to help people, how to pray for them with transformational prayer, how to pray for them with healing prayers, um, both emotionally healing as well as physical healing. We get them to make sure they go to the right places and, and then obviously disciple them. And then these groups will replicate and invite new people in that are hurting. Um, as this Great Awakening hits, there's going to be a huge need to have groups. So uh, come and get yourself an account here just to be not isolated and be with other Christian patriots called neighborhood.social. And then um, there's all kinds of things here. There's quizzes and polls and groups and pages. And uh, you can go look at your neighbors and get happy birthday and all that type of stuff. So it's a Facebook replacement, just like Facebook. If you ever use Facebook, this will be natural for you. You can have your big feed here and everything. And then, uh, but I was going to show you in the discuss area up here. So see where it says discuss here or in the mobile phone, it will just say blogs or forums. And you go to blogs and anybody can create a blog 
And I created a blog here that is called, if you look at the We Hear You, and it's Rick's Journal of a Lone Time with God, okay? This is where I just want you to take a little bit of time and read my story. I've told it many times on this show, but I wanted to just let you know that this is a book from Nathan French Ministries that is actually called, It's Not Meant to Be a Secret. God wants to speak to you. Can't see that real well, but it's right here. God wants to speak to you. It's not meant to be a secret, right? And this is a man who just started listening to the Lord and amazing things started happening. And other people started to listen to the Lord. And he wasn't in the office of a prophet. And neither am I. And, uh, and now I, my story is how, just over the last few months, that God's been speaking to me so clearly um, by just using this technique, right? And so, um, I'm, and so this, is, this is just encourage you that I believe this is the time, if you want to be used as a vessel for God in this best is yet to come time, to transition and help people and see God's glory flow through you specifically and through the body of Christ or really the remnant specifically, you can hear from God directly to make your path straight. Again, you don't have to look to Julie Green or to Amanda Grace or to, to even this blog for of mine uh, to, for your guidance. It, this will uh, hope help you move to where, like for instance, Nathan has three books. Um, I'll show you that real quick. It's right here. He has this book that is blew up on. He has this one and this one. But I just read one of them, and that was enough to get me launched off to be able to hear from God more directly myself. And that's what I pray for this blog or this book that you can go grab is that you'll read through this, understand the techniques of how you can hear better from God, and then start listening to him. Start spending time and actually writing down what he says to you. You don't have to share that. You can share it if you'd like, but you don't have to. And he's told me to, which is a little uncomfortable. Uh, but uh, I'm just telling you, this guys, this is the time um, like no other in history where God's gonna show up and show off in what many people, many, many of these prophets are calling either the second exodus or the great exodus. And don't you want to be involved in that? Don't you want to have God flowing through you? Because this can be a worldwide movement. That's going to be undeniable where everyone will know who the great I am is. And he's going to really know who his remnant is as his glory flows through us. So get close to God like never before. I encourage you to just worship and, and pray, praise him like we are here four times a week. So I just invite you to be part of this ministry. We do this on Monday and Thursdays for praise and prayer. We even pray specifically for you with great prayer warriors pouring into you. And then uh, on Fridays and Sundays where we teach the word as we are worshiping as well. Remember, you have assurance of salvation. You don't have to worry about that. Your past, present, future sins. There's white as snow. And just as Isaiah 118 says, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. He says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. <sighs> Pretty special. With that, we're going to end with a and if anybody has any discussion or questions they want to talk about uh, this, these beautiful view verses, we can do that. Um, just wanted to thank everybody that was back on Zoom tonight, especially uh, the ones who read Charlotte and Elizabeth and, and uh, Annette. We had Sweden, Australia, and U.S. all represented t t t this morning. It was beautiful. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna do one more song, but I just wanted to first come over here and say, see if I can find that right one. There it is. 
uh, say thank you to Annette, thank you to um, Elizabeth, thank you to Charlotte. I see also uh, um, uh, Teresa back there as well. Thank you. We're going to go worship a thing. If you, have, if you have any comments after the song, let me know and we'll wrap her up after. If not, but here we go. We are going to go into Waymaker. All right, so I think Charlotte, it's your turn if you if you can read it, if you have time. Oh, I can read it. Awesome. You are Waymaker, miracle worker. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible. But with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. You are here moving in our midst. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 3.16 By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. 2 Timothy 1.14 You are here working in this place. And Jesus answered them, My Father is working until now, and I am working. Promise keeper, yeah, John five seventeen. Thank you. Promise keeper, fully convinced that God was able to do what He had promised. Romans four twenty one. Wow, He's here. He's working in this place. Um, he's moving in our midst. Isn't that beautiful? He's a miracle worker. We can worship Him right now. He's our way maker.
Spirit dwells in you. Ooh, I know we're a little long, but I figured I did one last song. <laughs> I'm just loving this so much. This is uh, our latest video uh, besides, I guess, first things first. And so I'll read this one. You can see the Rose of Sharon came up there, the, the rose is behind me. So in this video, our videographer took a whole heck of a lot of extra time to take all the different names of Jesus and um, put that in video. So every video that you see that flips every, I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds, you'll see it'll flash up what that name of Jesus is. So this is a special video to me. Um, we invested heavily in this one, obviously, because it took a lot more time. But it talks about what a beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing I love this song. <laughs> so do I, Teresa. The mysteries of our God, once hidden for generations, and now been revealed through Jesus. That's Colossians 1.6. And then you'll see another lyric in this video says, You were the Word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory revealed in you, our Christ. 1 John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. My sin was great, but your love was greater. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. That's Colossians 2, 1, 4. And this says, Death could not hold you, for you are raised to life again. What can separate us now? We just talked about the, 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 the whole assurance of salvation, right? And that's exactly what this is dedicated to. For I'm sure that neither life nor death nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Woo! So watch uh, each video will come up and it'll quickly show you the name of Christ as we just worship to what a beautiful name, the name of Jesus. You are the word at the beginning One with God the Lord most high Your hidden glory and creation Creator, you can see that Now revealed in you are Christ What a beautiful name it is beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of What a wonderful name.
that stood against us. Pull the man's. This is set aside, nailed to the cross. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grace. The heavens are Creator, Savior, the Lamb of God, the Bread of Life, King of Kings, the beginning and the end, the Root of David, the Hope of Nations, Emmanuel, Redeemer, Son of Man, our Advocate, the Word, the Good Shepherd, Fountain of Living Water, the Rock, the True Vine, the Chief Cornerstone, the Mediator of the Covenant, the just judge, the resurrection of life, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the son of righteousness, the lily of the valley, the way, the truth, and the life, the door, the author and finisher of our faith, we studied that today, the amen, the prince of peace, the humble king, the image of God, the king of Israel, the exalted one, servant king, the carpenter, a man of sorrows, the bridegroom, the light of the world, the miracle worker, the great I am, 
Jesus. I don't know about you, but I sure love uh, word and worship and praise and prayer. And uh, we usually don't pray on uh, on uh, t- today just because we're trying to get through so much material, making sure we're worshiping and learning the word. But um, there's a prayer request backstage that we want to get to as well. Um, those of you might want to look at that and maybe we'll have the three uh, reading and, and worship warriors pray for Teresa's uh, aid there. Um, here in a second Um, but I I wanted to just thank you all for joining we're gonna do a quick prayer before we uh, leave for the prayer request that's in the back backstage here and I want to invite you to backstage because this is where we really get deep love to have you back here you don't have to have your camera on if you don't want to we'd love to have you back here though with us worshiping again um, it's very easy you can not only be on zoom backstage with us on word and worship like we were today you can be back here on praise and prayer mondays and thursdays you can be backstage when we have guests on like amanda grace and i think wano savin and clay clark and uh, many others that come backstage you can oh mary crowley i think is wednesday actually she she literally um, does prophetic words over people that have their cameras on and we do that for about a half hour so um get on early and put your hand up when we get to that point and she will she'll prophesy over you. This, these are the, just some of the beautiful things you have about backstage. You can go see all the advantages. People paid $17.76 a month for, for years. We now move to a pay-forward model because we do not want um, finances to cause anybody from not being able to come and be with us. So just go to blessedteach.com. Remember, that's where everything you'll find. You'll find the impactor class. You'll find on, in the training tab. You'll find the backstage in the backstage tab. You'll find the neighborhood link at the neighborhood area. You'll get to our store that has all these natural health solutions and natural uh, patriot companies. We have also, that's where the front page, you would sign up for the show notes to give everything I show you. We always um, provide to you in an email back to you so you have access to everything. All that is at one place, blessedtoteach.com. So with that, I think we're just gonna um, close in in prayer for for Teresa's uh, request here. It says, could you please pray for my weekend aid one of her dear friends killed well why don't i, why don't I just have uh, uh teresa unmute and just tell us a little bit about it and then we'll have uh and then uh, elizabeth and then uh, charlotte and annette we can just pray us out with that i would appreciate that yeah um miranda is my weekend aid and she's only 24 and one of her dearest friends um killed himself yesterday while she was here at work and he was found by his mom and so she went over to see him last night and she hasn't come today and i'm concerned for her because she normally would let me know and she hasn't let me know Mm -hmm. so i'm just concerned for everyone involved because i'm sure that it's a very traumatic thing for all of them and i know that jesus can meet their needs and so i'm just wanting for all of us to pray for them because i know that they'll feel those prayers that's awesome so so if you guys don't mind i'd love to start with elizabeth then charlotte then annette i just do a quick prayer or anything else you'd like to pray about oh heavenly father your heart must break too at this really sad news father a life that had so much ahead that's been cut short lord and I just pray for all involved right now, Lord, that they can just 
lean on you in this really, really sad time, Father. It just seems so tragic when people take their lives, you know, because they believe the lie more than they believe the love of God, Father. And I know it's late to say that now, but just as a reminder that, Lord, you have us in the palm of your hands and that you give us no more than we can bear. And if we can just hang in there, if we can just hang on your palm. Your joy comes in the morning no matter what we go through and I know we've all been there at times where it's been so tough and we've not known how to go on but we have trusted in you and Father I just my heart breaks for this family and for Teresa's aid Lord I ask that you just shelter them and hold them in your heart Father God and, and just just created them, Father God, a purpose and a life to keep going and not to give up. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much. Charlotte? Thank you, Father. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for who you are. You are the mighty God. And you know the beginning from the end. And you knew that this would happen, but you allowed it because something else allowed it. So, Father, I just thank you that you will work all things together for good. You are the comforter. You are everything we need. So we ask you to be who you must be for Miranda, her comforter, for the mom, for any siblings that you will show yourself mighty on their behalf, that you will make yourself known in a special way, that only they will know that it is you. Because that's your expertise, Lord. You do all things well. And we give you thanks and praise, for we know it is already done. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father, powerful Father God, we ask for your mighty hands in this situation. We ask for your power, your love to intervene in this hurt, in this sorrow, in the sadness, in you can't they can't understand why father god but we ask you that you will come with your wisdom and knowledge and peace father let your peace surround their hearts father god their his family and miranda and all that is in this tragedy we lift them up to you, Father, because we, we know you love them. You love them. You even, you love everybody, Father God. And this is a tragedy. But Jesus arise for this man too, Father God. So we thank you that you will come with your light, your power in this tragedy, Father God. And let your joy sometime come in this situation, Father God. And let people know that Jesus died for all these, the, all that tragedy, 
Father God, let people know them, let them know that Jesus is the one they must turn to. They must turn to him so he can give them peace. Thank you, Lord. And love, fill their hearts with your love, Father God, your powerful love mm -hmm. in all of this situation. Father God, we ask you for this in the, and let your Holy Spirit take over in all of this situation. In Jesus' name we pray. We praise you, Father God. We praise you for your power and love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And I just uh, come into agreement with those prayers, Lord, and thank you so much for that. And I just pray also for everyone that's listening to my voice right now. There's so much division, so much fear being pushed on us, Lord. We just pray that we can be completely filled by your Holy Spirit and have the peace that transcends all understanding as we just do what Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says. And do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that over everyone that's listening to my voice. I pray everyone will understand how important it is to understand the salvation, the new covenant that we studied in Hebrews chapter 2. Lord, I just pray what we studied today in Hebrews chapter 3. Everyone will guard against unbelief. And, but also will rest in the assurance of salvation once they've really come to believe who you are. And Lord, thank you for Jesus, the name thank above you. all names that we just sang about. Thank, thank you, Lord, for our Prince of Peace, thank our you. wonderful Counselor, yes. Everlasting thank Father. You, Lord. Thank you. Lord, thank you for this uh, awesome, you. awesome High Priest that thank died you. for us in a once and for all sacrifice. Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We love you. We say these things in the mighty name yeah. of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. All right. Hey, uh, I know we went a little bit long there. We just, uh, I also just realized that Charlotte just reminded me and I need to do this. We'll do this next week for sure. We wanted to get to communion at least once a month here. Oops. And uh, it was uh, supposed to be today, but I get so carried away with this beautiful music and teaching that um, sometimes I, I forget that. So remind me next week early on, please. <laughs> we'll make sure we do that. I have all the elements here. Um, but we will uh, make sure we get to communion on a regular basis here each Sunday morning. Uh, do that at least once a month. And so I um, want to say I love you guys so much. And remember, stay in faith, not fear. And faith, not sight. And uh, with that, if I'll look backstage with my mm -hmm. unmuting and say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. We love you. We love you. Love you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> we love you, Rick. Have a good day, guys. Love you. 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 Okay, bye. Love you. Love you. Love you. Yes.
Ja, ja. 